Welcome to See It Our Way, a student-run podcast from the Foundation for Blind Children's Adult Services Comprehensive Program, located in Phoenix, Arizona. Our goal is for listeners to see it our way and learn about journeys through life with low vision and blindness. This podcast hopes to raise awareness and help listeners understand how we go about our daily lives during and after vision loss. You will hear stories of hope and perseverance, creating a conversation about how life with vision loss is not worse, just different. Welcome to See It Our Way. I'm Matthew Bullis, and today we have James, Tony, Debbie, and Alan. And I was hoping that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between episodes that were recorded long in advance and ones that were recorded now, but the pandemic spoiled that. Anyhow, we're glad to have recorded the episodes we did, and I'm sure we'll get back to it. So let's check in and see how everyone's doing. Hey, Matthew, you're an important part of our lives. Very. Well, I'm glad that we're able to have the content that we're having. Of course, I was hoping that people wouldn't be able to tell that the episodes were recorded in advance, but we've been having some nice quality episodes and now we're talking over the internet here today. But that's okay because, as I've said before, I've had long-range plans for this podcast, so I want to have content available. And that's what's been helping us the past several weeks is to be able to have these episodes recorded in advance to be able to give them to everybody. Right. I think a lot of podcasts is recorded in advance. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. Especially with this COVID-19 now, probably ain't got no other choice. I think you're doing an excellent job, Matthew. Come on, man. We use the phone to record some of our stuff. People can't tell that. That guy out of Alabama listened to him. He said, James, y'all got a studio at y'all school? And I said, yeah, the student built one. (laughs) (laughs) It's made of bodies. (laughs) And this guy think that is the cool. He said, man, that is cool. Well, that's why I want to give a good product. I mean, when you put your efforts into a project, it shouldn't matter whether you're getting paid or whether you're not getting paid. Your effort should be the same. Yes, right. That's what I try to do. I'm thankful for my ability to do the editing on the podcast. And that's why the podcast is coming out so good, along with our great participation in it. We all do this as a team. Matthew's young enough so he could keep this going for years. Yeah, this podcast going to keep on going after we gone and gone from FBC. Mm-hmm. You guys right. uh, made an impact in my life that I'll never forget you and hope I never lose contact with any of you guys. So we figured we'd check in with everybody. Basically, the question is, how is everybody doing? I've been doing pretty good, but then I'm a family person, so I enjoy being with my family. I do miss everybody. I miss our lunches and our coffee in the morning, but this online isn't that at all. I kind of like it. The grandkids are okay. No one's gotten sick, so thank you, Jesus. I had my dog to the vet yesterday. He got hurt. Is he okay? Yeah, he has swollen joints already. So Leanne took him in yesterday, so his quarantine hasn't been a happy one. (laughs) I'm kind of like Debbie. I'm a family guy, but I'm not going to kid you. I miss FBC so much. You know, even from the strong coffee in the morning that you can smell walking down the hall. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. You can actually tell who made the coffee, Tom or Debbie. (laughs) I miss all the fellas, you know, having that manly talk sometimes. And I miss all the instructors that we got. I just enjoying time here at home with the Grandbabies, when they decide to come over, they say I'm too structured for them. And Jacob and Dana, they putting up with me and 
We're getting along day by day. So it's okay. It's getting us closer and closer. I don't know if you guys know, I'm planning on taking a trip to go see my brother. You know, he's had prostate cancer. I'm we, sorry. We're going to touch hands. He, I called him a couple of weeks ago. And he told me, he said, brother, I've been in your house in Arizona two times. You ain't never been to my house. The house that I had built from the ground, you need to come stand in it. So other than that, we are happy and got to get around to calling every one of my fellow classmates this week. I haven't talked to Tony in over a week. Yeah. We all are going through something different and we all got to deal with it. I tell my wife and son, if you have to go out, be respectable to other people. We're going to get through this. So this has been very difficult for me. I'm separated from my wife because of the COVID. My wife works at the hospital and um, we decided to uh, separate because she has patient care and I stay by my mother and it's uh, very difficult. At least I have companionship with my mom, but uh, it's not the same. I miss my wife, something fierce. Dealing with it day to day, uh, wear a mask and just a new way of uh, getting through the day. Hopefully I'll be home in a couple weeks as the people start getting out and we start opening up the city and uh, I'm looking forward to going back home. I miss all of you very much. That's where I'm at. Most women and men would like the separation away from each other and then they ain't fighting. Yeah, I'm a weird one. I really like my wife. so. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. A lot of people that's like being that's, that's not weird, Tony. Oh, that's so sweet. Hey, Tony, we all have a soft side. See, the way you miss your wife is the way I miss going back home. Wow. I miss home. Well, Ellen, how about you? <laughs> well, this whole experience has been uh, a revelation. I mean, it's crazy. Either it's affirmation or confirmation. If you're in a good spot in your relationship, it's a good thing. But if you're bad, you know you made a bad decision in your life. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like you're stuck at home with the devil. Sometimes you're at home with the devil. <laughs> oh, Alan, Alan, Alan. And then you sit there and go, Doggone it. I had all these kids. I didn't sign up for this. I was going to school for peace of mind. Now you're stuck. You got nowhere to go. I love my family. I'm in a good spot. But man, I'm telling you, your patience and anxiety, it's all tested throughout this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And so I have to say, I must say, it has been nice to communicate with all of you throughout this whole thing. Us staying in touch and connected. It's helped me. I think we have built a bond. And to see where we're all at, it shows our concern for each other. Matthew, how you been dealing with all this? It's been pretty nice. You know, this type of situation affects people very differently. If you're introverted like I am, then mm -hmm. you're probably fine with a lot of it. But if you're extroverted, yeah. it's very painful to have to go through something like this if you're extroverted and you can't be around people. So... Definitely people are affected in different ways. I think we're all hanging in here pretty good. If you're an invert like he is and I am, it doesn't phase us because I don't like going out that much anyways. So 
so it doesn't really phase me outside of not going grocery shopping every now and then, which I didn't do much of that anyways. Yeah, my biggest adjustment is I'm feeling sorry for, like, my grandkids. You know, they can't be out there. And they didn't understand what I'm saying. When the kids running and jumping and getting muddy and dirty, you know. Yeah. They can't do that. Like, you know, I usually go to the pool every day. But since this has been going on, I haven't been. My grandson just, Papa, we need to go to the pool. Probably when they open that, me and him just going to probably just be like a fish. Stay in it all day. <laughs> um, but I am. I'm really enjoying my grandkids. And as they said, we're getting to know each other, just talking, and they get to sit in and listen. They know Matthew by now, and they ain't never even seen him because I don't have some in the classes with Matthew. So, how's everyone doing with the classes that you've been taking virtually? After taking the classes online, I'm going to be honest, I really enjoy it. It gives me time to be more focused. And it's easy to just get up and walk away from the computer here, Matthew, and go in the refrigerator and get some iced tea or something. Matthew and I are on doing our thing. I'm basically done with my Braille. I'm just reading kids' books. It's not bad going to school on here. Although there's times you wish you had an instructor here to say, what was that sign? What was that key? (laughs) I do miss school. I don't mind the virtual online classes, but I'm with James. I prefer the human factor. I like the teachers and I like the one-on-one camaraderie with my friends, my classmates. Classes are going well. I enjoy my tech class with West as well as everyone else. And uh, there's a big difference. So I prefer going to school than doing it online because it's easy to walk away from online. I'm not as disciplined as I should be, but uh, looking forward to getting back to school. And Debbie, you're going to be the first one. We're going to do PowerPoint over the team app. Right. I'll be the first one. Hey, Debbie, do you have any extra masks? Um, you can make them out of socks. Are you kidding? I would never put a sock nope. over my face that I've worn. No, <laughs> you buy brand new ones. <laughs> <Alan>, you... <laughs> I wouldn't stick them on my face either. And they make some really good masks that stays around your whole face. Yeah. Hold on. You're breaking the dishes over there, Tony. I know. I'm sorry. I got to mute. Mom's busy. In fact, Matthew, I have to follow up with you for a couple of questions. See, Matthew, how much you're needed. (laughs) You should feel good. Yeah, Matthew, it's time for you to ask for a raise. (laughs) A lot of businesses, they're suspending that type of thing because they want to make sure that they're stable. Yeah. I'm thankful to have this career and to be able to continue in it. There's many, many, many people out there who aren't able to do the same thing, and they're totally out. Right. We are grateful and very thankful for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. So we already dealt with the question of how are you dealing with all this since it happened, but has it caused any changes? Yeah, it has with me because now I'm more leery of going out, afraid of getting sick because of my health problem. I don't know if I'll be ready to go out for a while. I agree. Going to be more apprehensive when we go out, but uh, 
this has messed me up pretty much. Um, I had to get medicated because the separation anxiety in my case was a little too much for me, but certainly was a growing experience. I've learned what I don't like and noticed how much we're changing and it's never going to be the same. It's difficult. Haven't seen the grandbabies, haven't seen anyone. It tends to play with you and put you in different mood swings, but at least I got some balance now and I'm dealing with it much, much better. That's good to hear, Tony. That's great to hear, Tony, buddy. You know what? For me, it's kind of amped everything up. I'm trying to do everything that I can because I was giving the daunting news that if I do have to go on dialysis, which I'm very close to, the life expectancy or the average is only about three years if you're on dialysis. And that kind of hit me really bad. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That depends because my brother-in-law was on dialysis for like a year. And he got off and he's fine. So just have positive thoughts, dude. Positive thoughts. It's just a reality. I mean, I know. It's just an average, I know. But still, just that news in itself to know okay, now you're on the clock. And to think, I'm like, oh, this whole spending time with my family and quality time and way of life and everything is way in perspective for me. I've had a grandchild since this has all started. I'm excited. I can't wait to see him. We haven't been able to see him. We've had the other two while the parents were at the hospital. Even us going on bike rides means a whole lot to me. And I'm, once again, the brunt of jokes to my kids because I can't see. I almost ran into a bus trying to ride a bike. It's just fun. If you can laugh about it, I mean, it's memories being made. That's what counts is those memories. Because sometimes that's all you got to hold on to. Hey, who who needs a haircut? I do. I do. I'm going today. My son went yesterday. Yeah, see, that's what I was just going to ask. Are you guys going to do that right now? I'm afraid to. They're standing right above my head. And if they cough, I'll pass out right there. Matter of fact, time I get off the class, I'm going to do it. Yeah, no. Alan, Tony, y'all going to go get your hair cut? I already made my appointment. Oh, snap. Dude, you better be careful, though, because you have underlying health problems. I know. That's why I'm like, nope, I ain't pushing it. And if I have to wait until I go home to get a haircut, I'll wait until I go home. (laughs) I look at it this way. If I pass out like you said, they won't have to tell me to keep my head still. (laughs) (laughs) I got a question to ask everybody. When you're out and about, you might have to use your cane to let them know it's six feet. How do you, how is I'm going to know that? I got very low vision, guys. Okay, that's a Matthew question. Matthew, how do you stay distant? Well, I haven't been out, but that's the challenge. If you're visually impaired, if you have to go to the store, there's tape on the floor, apparently. There's markers that you have to see. And how do you mm-hmm. know if the line has moved up or whether you're still six feet away? Or That is a concern for a lot of us. How are we going to know once we get out that we're staying far enough away from people? I wonder if this will... I do use my cane as a measuring stick sometimes, so... But I'm not sure I'm six feet away. No, the average cane is about 53 inches. That's not six feet. That's not even five feet. And mine's shorter than that. I think the shortest cane is 36 inches. And the longest one is about 65 inches. 
But see, when I go out, I'll have Leanne with me, so I know I'm pretty safe. I wonder if this will change people as far as not grabbing us so much. Right? wonder if that would help. I don't like being grabbed by my elbow. I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. You know what I did the last time I was out? I wiped my cane down. I wiped mine down several times. That's why we have you never put the cane on the table because it's been on the ground. I'm sorry for all the background noise. I'm very limited on space, so I'm in the kitchen. I think we're all with that. Like if you watch some of the news, you can sometimes see some of the newscasters' kids running around and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Noises yeah. on the news. Yeah, they have kids pounding up on them. And if my grandson was here right now, I would have to go into a totally another room and lock the door. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't care what. I can tell him I'm in a meeting with whoever. He don't care. <laughs> he gonna, no. He going to come through the house doing cartwheels and everything. He don't he understand. He loves his grandpa. Now, see, Mari's pretty good. She got, her birthday was a few weeks ago, and Leanne got her Nintendo Switch, so she's all hung up on that right now. Well, they're, they're at least they're getting to know how you do things differently, visual impairment. It's been funny a few times that Jacob and my wife left me with my grandbaby. It's only been two times, but it's been really funny. One day I went over to their house and kind of just hung out at their house. That was really different because I had never been in the place. I caught myself sitting at the kitchen table for five hours because the 10-year-old, Papa, are you okay? You want to go upstairs? No, I don't know what's upstairs. I don't want to go. <laughs> I have to go upstairs, Papa. Just take your cane and follow me. Oh, no. But it was okay. We counted money. We wrapped up nickels and dimes and pennies. They didn't like wrapping pennies because it don't equal up to a lot of money. <laughs> my my seven-year-old grandson, he said, Papa, you ain't got enough quarters. I like to wrap those. I said, why? $10 is better than 50 cents. <laughs> I miss going into the pool. That's my most league thing that I miss. So I've been kind of putting my feet in the big tub that we got in our house, sitting on the edge of the tub. They got the pool closed over there? Yep. We got three of them. They got all three of them closed, Tony. Yeah, ours is closed, too. That's what they were saying, that kids don't understand this. They think, you know, you're not going to let them play with other kids. They don't understand that. Yeah. They think, my grand, by the way, that's kind of mean. They really don't understand it. J.C. Allen, he just think, oh, it's going to hurt me. I said, yeah, it's going to hurt you. It could kill you. Oh, man, but I still want to go outside and flip. No, that don't make any sense yet. I think it's their age and how they're taught by their parents. Because I'm very open with Maury, just like I was with Leanne and my other girls. That's how Leanne and I are so close, because yep. Yep. I was very open with her from the time she was little. I do feel bad for the kids. I feel bad for the seniors that graduated this year and didn't get to have their party and their time. I feel really bad for those who played yeah. athletes. They can't even sign a scholarship to go to a school. That's got to be devastating for them. Well, yeah. I think for a lot of people, especially the real young generation, the 20 and younger, it could be their first experience failing at something or first experience not being in control because they've been so entitled. Right. That's true. And if your first experience at failing is when you're 20 years old instead of 8 or 9 or 11 years old, then it's harder to adjust. A lot of kids know. today, they don't have good coping skills anyway. And that's the oh. problem. Like Matthew said, when they go into failure, it's easier to fail when you're younger than when you're in your 20s. 
because it plays with them. Thank you for listening to See It Our Way, a podcast to help with awareness regarding blindness and low vision. Please click like and subscribe to follow our journey and connect with us through our website, www.seeitourway.org slash FBC podcast and through all of our social media channels.